Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up? Welcome back, everybody. This is Taco Tuesday on a Monday with you, Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86. And he's Alex Regla at AlexMRegla. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I think it's that time of the year where I have Twitter open just like nearly 24 hours a day, just refreshing. So it's exciting, but stressful as well. Can I ask you, do you have notifications for certain tweets, certain people? I used to, but then like when it was like a breaking news, uh, this player is going to be in the green room at the draft. I just like, I don't want to get like stressed out while I'm driving or something and I get this mm-hmm. alert. So I'm like, I'm just, I can just wait. I'm like you, man. I, I am. I literally, all I do is just, if I'm on Twitter, I'll refresh. Like I, I don't yeah. need to be the first person that knows that mm-hmm. Westbrook was traded somewhere. Like I, I I'm just not that. I understand that people do have notifications. I don't have any notifications on my phone. Like, none. Like, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Like, nothing, dude. I don't have anything on my phone. Like, if I open the app, that's when I check it. I'm the same way. I think I have Instagram notifications, but I think that's just because I don't get notifications because I barely use it. But, like, for Twitter, for example, I don't, like... I have to open the app and then I see it like, oh, like this person like this or someone sent me a message. Then it's kind of cool. It's like a little like surprise waiting for me there, except instead of like it just being a constant like distraction. I wonder if we're in the minority. Like, I wonder if a bunch of Laker fans are like, are you idiots? You guys are crazy. How do you not have Woj and Shams and Mark Stein and whoever else breaks news in the NBA? Like, how do you not have those notifications, especially when free agency starts on Monday? But it's just not, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I need to be the first one to know. I'm not the one doing write-ups for Silver Screen and Roll, obviously. So, uh, Yeah, for guys like Harrison, I can see why he needs like to see that. Like, if he missed something, for sure. But for the rest of us, I think it's probably safer, at, at least, to just not like live through this obsessively. So if you had notifications on right now, and you, let's just say you turned like a Google alert for Russell Westbrook or DeMar DeRozan, or Buddy Heald, who has your most interest right now as a Laker fan? Oh, me personally? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Russell Westbrook, and Buddy Heald. Um, Throw Chris Paul in there too. Why not? Kyle Lowry in there. Yeah. Um, of everybody. Okay, so let's just go. I mean, obviously the Lakers are rumored for everybody. That's just the way it is i'm sure even Kawhi leonard has been if you search Kawhi leonard lakers i guarantee you there's an article out there already but let's just say the big one so far it, it's tricky because i haven't like put him in tiers of like which i'd prefer and, and i think also there is again this is like like a tinfoil hat thing but like there is a way to maybe get like two names in there uh, of that list instead of just mm-hmm. one uh given a couple different moves so I think it's all dependent on, like, the other moves that happened with them. Like, a guy like Cal Lowry, in terms of, like, the safest, I I think a guy like Cal Lowry makes the most fit sense. I think he's also kind of a realistic maybe trade target since the Lakers and Raptors were pretty close to a trade last season uh, if it wasn't for THT being held out. So, uh, yeah, like, I think Lowry is interesting. I think the most surprising one is probably Westbrook or DeRozan though yeah you think that the DeRozan one because he's an unrestricted free agent right 
Um, yeah. Last year, he made uh, a lot of money. <laughs> I think it was like 20 some million dollars. And from what my understanding is, the Lakers can only offer him around $5.9 million next year. So, yeah. That's why it's surprising, As right? Because you would just assume. Yeah. Right, currently. But you would just assume that there's no way he would ever consider taking that massive amount of pay cut. I think you would get laughed out if before the reports that came out recently and you said like, oh yeah, maybe we can get to Rosen with our taxpayer or like our mini mid-level. Yeah, you would get laughed at and people would say, oh, you're just a Laker homer. Right. Think you can get everyone. But but DeRozan is uh, uh, yeah. going to be 32 next week or in two weeks. Um, obviously, we all know he's like another Paul George. He's from LA, huge Laker fan. And then just yesterday or today even, he was on a today. podcast yeah. with Shannon Sharp. And he was asked directly about playing for the Lakers next season. His quote is, you can't ask a kid if they want to play at a home and they'll say no. At some point, you will definitely want to have that opportunity. And especially if they want you, why not? It's a great opportunity. So when you're talking about ease and you're talking about what is easy for the Lakers, if DeMar DeRozan is down to take 5.9 million right now, then that's that would, for me, I would turn notifications on for that. I I, I think it's a... I, I've already seen people argue, like, oh, should the Lakers sign him? Uh, at that price point, uh, you say, yes, thank you. Come play with That's us, whatever a, you a want. No-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Even if the fit is not the cleanest, to get that type of caliber of a player at that price point, you, uh, I think you're overthinking it if you're saying no to it. Um, yeah, I... Again, I, also in that interview, he also mentioned how much winning is going to play a part in terms of where he wants to go play um, in the offseason where he decides which team he wants to join. Obviously, the Lakers could offer that versus other teams. And then Shannon Sharp actually kind of joked, like, every, oh, every free agent says winning is important, but then they usually sign with the team that offers the most money. And he's like, yeah, but I think I've got to a point I where a lot of winning money. is kind of the <laughs> priority. Right. Yeah, so... If he's telling the truth, and you you can't blame him for if he doesn't want to take that little money for giving what he could probably get out there as well. Uh, it could be a thing. And he even was asked, like, how would it be like to play with LeBron and AD? And he was already kind of saying the right things and mentioning how Brooklyn is handling things. And he thinks it would be an issue. So uh, that's something I out of left field I wasn't yeah, expecting. Yeah, because he started talking about, look at the Nets. You know, if they have these three guys that were all presumably you know, large amount of shot takers and they seem to work it out, which that argument is like, well, they played together like six times. So, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he is openly talking about being basically willing to play for the Lakers, the fact that he said, I've made my money. He's going to be 32 when the season starts. He has, you know, I think he made it to the playing game last year with the Spurs. Um, This is a, like you said, this is like the biggest no-brainer of all time. Like he doesn't necessarily fit the, like he doesn't come in and, and fix our three-point issues. But when you talk about a guy that can create his own shot, a guy that yes. is a playmaker, a guy that where if you need 20 points, he can get you 20 points. And how many times did we say this season, mm-hmm. who's going to score? Who's going to create the shot when LeBron is out, when AD's out? So to me, if this season, if this season, if this is even a remote possibility, you do it. 
Yeah, that was the first thought. Like, our conversations in the past, like, oh, the Lakers need a third guy. Like, we thought it was Kuzma. Uh, DeRozan, like, uh, again, he has he has warts and flaws and stuff like that. But one thing he can do better than literally almost any other player, I mean, he has that mid-range game, like, just down pat. Like, all, obviously, it's not as popular as it used to be, but those still count as buckets. He can still get you, you 20 points. Booker His playmaking. Chris Paul did with mid-range. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say, th- even Anthony Davis, like, when the Lakers won the championship, it was through Anthony Davis just going crazy from the mid-range. These shots matter. And... um that level of shot making is just something the Lakers don't have. And you brought it up, I think his playmaking also is a little underrated. He's he's become a really good passer and uh maybe playing under pop for the last couple of years have helped kind of grow. Last him. season he had a career high in assists, basically averaging seven assists a game. And that probably had to do with I think the Spurs being like having other shooters that he could dish it out to. But yeah. I, I'm just saying once to your point, when's the last time a player of his caliber, like multiple time all star recently, not just like a, a past all-star his sign for that little of money like i can't yeah because listen 32 is not young but it's also not old i mean you have lebron we're talking about lebron james who is what 36 37 i always forget exactly how old he is but um he's 36 he's going to be 37 in december so is he isn't a young buck but he is he's got he's got play in the tank how about that he averaged and he, yeah, and he isn't a player who's kind of like his game is it dependent on his athleticism. It's it's that mid range game that's kind of just like old man game. DeRozan has, and that doesn't seem like something that I can just see drop off drastically. He had a career here. high in field goal percentage besides the shortened season of last year, forty nine and a half percent. He hasn't shot that well since his rookie season from the field. Uh, career high yeah. in assists, twenty one point six points. I mean, this is like a. <laughs> I I don't see DeRozan taking that money and taking the pay cut. I just like even Shannon kind of gave him a little. He pushed back <laughs> a little bit, saying like, "We've heard a lot of players say that." Yeah, and it's true. And then DeRozan's like, "Yeah, well, you know, it's a combination of both about making money and winning. And if he truly, really go wants to go and win, then, then yeah." I mean, then then maybe the Lakers do make sense for him. It would be amazing to have DeRozan, LeBron, and AD as your three, though. Well, there was also, like, this, like, I think this just goes with that other report, like, that was made, I think, was it a day or two ago? Uh, Brad Turner um, of LA Times mentioned that DeRozan is willing to take a pay cut to join the Lakers. So this is something that also has been reported um, before this, and, like, obviously DeRozan kind of, alluded to it in this interview but someone else had already reported that DeRozan was already saying that he would take a pay cut to join the Lakers but um the only way the Lakers can sign him like you said he's unrestricted is through a sign in trade and I I just don't know if that's likely Spurs don't make any trades with anyone ever and especially with the Lakers so the only other way like you said is through their mini mid-level which is five something million five point nine I believe I read this morning yeah or if potentially they're able to open up their full mid-level around nine something million and i think again i'm not a cap expert i can get this wrong but i think if they were to sign and trade for another player say i'm not even gonna say who but if they were to sign trade for another player i think hypothetically they would be able to open up that full mid-level so they could maybe get another player and then sign to rosen afterwards with that full mid-level if i know if i'm getting the cap right could be wrong but Either way, it's it would only be five or nine million dollars. That's the most the Lakers would be able to offer him. 
yeah i mean listen the, the cap stuff gets super confusing but as of this moment i've the easiest way is if he accepts 5.9 million dollars yeah that'd be the easiest yeah. way yeah so number one for me i know i asked you the question but i guess number one for me is if i gotta turn notifications on it i'm turning them on for DeRozan. secondly i guess i have to turn them on as a combo for kyle kuzma and kcp because there was a report <laughs> yesterday, and I think even Woj was laughing when he said it. Um, it was a, 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 a ESPN special, and he says the Lakers have literally offered Kyle Kuzma and KCP to everyone. Almost every team I've talked to in the league has been offered some, some combination of Kuz and KCP, sometimes both of them, sometimes one of them, and that's not going to get them a, get them back a point guard of Dennis Schroeder's stature. Um, obviously we've talked about this before on the off season podcast about how the Lakers don't have that many guys on the roster that they could trade. If we're talking about sign in trades, we've always talked about shooters, a potential of sign and trade. Yeah. And then other than that, they have Kuzma on their roster, KCP on their roster and Marcus all. And I believe McKinney, but those, they're not yeah. going to get you anything back. Kuzma and KCP are actually of value. So now Woj says the Lakers are literally offering them to everyone what they can return what they expect in return i have no idea um but when your initial thought when you hear that what what do you where do you think the lakers i mean obviously they're doing their due diligence but do you think there's something specific that they are targeting i mean every report like so far in the offseason has mentioned that they playmaking is the biggest thing they're in search for like every player outside of buddy heels um so i guess rosen to an extent isn't has all been playmakers like every point guard they've been tied to is a playmaker a very specific type of playmaker too more like the rondo type playmaker versus a Danish shooter type playmaker so that seems like the priority getting the ball out of lebron's hands letting him kind of rest a little more and having someone else who can create their own shots create plays for others so that seems like the biggest thing but like you said kcp and kuzma alone is it going to get you that type of player so I just thought it was funny that the tone yeah. in Woj's yeah. voice. And that's the thing with all these reports. You have to see who's reporting it, um, who potentially could be the source that's giving them that info, why they want that info out. Um, because right before that Woj low special, Shams like released a, a thing in The Athletic and said Kuzma actually had interest from several teams around the league. So that's two kind of differing reports there. So it's just a matter of who you trust. And like, who's giving them that source? During info. this kind of off season for the Lakers, you need to be careful with exactly what you just said. But even when it is reported by Woj, why or Shams, why yeah. would something be reported? We are obviously last week we heard a rumor of Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma do not get along. Now, they, <laughs> there was a lot of infighting and it was bad chemistry in the locker room. And then you see Dennis Schroeder post a happy birthday Kyle Kuzma message on Instagram like a day later. So you don't know if Kuzma's agent is working to not get traded or to not get traded in a package with Schroeder and KCP. Like there's so many different variables at work here. So just be careful. Don't believe every single thing you read. Just be careful. That's a great advice, Alex, from you because literally it's difficult to keep up with everything that's happening in Lakerland. Like it really is. Like there's so there's different reports on different people players even guys that are not on the team right now that is just really difficult to keep track of i i, I mean and it's only going to get worse like the drafts the draft hasn't happened yeah, yet it's in a few days yeah. 
Um, so this is just going to pick up. Again, I, 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 I would steer more towards when you have multiple reports from different people of saying the same thing, that the Lakers are in pursuit of playmaking. I think you can trust that just because it's like several different um, top guys reporting that. You can probably guess between that and then Dennis declining his extension, um, Dennis being able to just walk for nothing, that the Lakers are probably, yeah, they're they're looking for an upgrade in point guard. So that uh, take that with more of a, a confidence than something else, than just saying like, oh, this guy doesn't have value versus this guy does have value, those types of reports. Well, here is another report that has to do with Kyle Kuzma that came out, I believe, yesterday. Um, the Athletic Shams Sharania reporting on Sunday, the Lakers and Kings have engaged in trade talks in a deal for mm-hmm. Buddy Heald that would see the Lakers package center around Kyle Kuzma. So, uh, again, when I said, like, see who's saying these And this reports, is a direct, Shams... this isn't a rumor of this guy feels this way, this guy feels this way. This yeah. is a report that they have engaged in trade talks. Yeah, and from Shams, who is, we, we know he's linked to the Lakers. He usually is the one who breaks Laker news um, over a guy like Woj. Woj doesn't really break Laker news anymore um, for probably a few reasons. Uh, is he so, not a yeah, clutch that, client? <laughs> I mean, maybe not not officially, yeah. Um, but yeah, that like you said, that the way he phrased, phrased it, like there are, they have been in talks, that, that's a little more concrete. And also, obviously, the Lakers need shooting, so it just makes sense they would be interested in buddy healed um that that's an interesting trade what do you what do you think about that i like the potential little trade? i like the little tidbits he added in his report too uh healed mm-hmm. is a former client of rob palinka from his days as a player agent kuzma experienced the best seasons of his career under king's coach luke walton that's the kings right, yeah. reportedly engaged the lakers in talks for kuzma last year but were rebuffed um listen man like i cannot sit here and tell you that i am a buddy healed expert I cannot sit here and tell you that I have watched a lot of Kings basketball as opposed to only the times they played the Lakers. But I do see a guy that shot 40% from three. I do see a guy that is a career 40.5% shooter from three. And um, I see a guy that's going to be around for a while, just like Kuzma. So you're basically like swapping a larger contract, but you're swapping a guy that's controlled for an, a couple more years, which down the road could be helpful if, if it doesn't work out. Um you know, Buddy's shot above 43% once in his career from the three. And that's the kind of guy that I think, or the kind of numbers, that this team needs. Kuzma's not pro- going to provide that for you. I mean, we've seen this. He does other things. He did a lot of really good things in the regular season. But if you're looking to acquire shooters because you're going to go and get a DeRozan, a playmaker, and you need shooters, then this makes sense to me. If that's specifically what you're looking for. Yeah, I think it makes sense for both teams. Um, I think both teams, uh, both guys have their pros and cons, obviously. Uh, like you said, Buddy is an elite shooter, and, and that that's really hard to come by in the league. That's why he's making as much money as he is making. That's why you just can't get any of those guys off the free agent market for less than the mid-level. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense why the Lakers would be interested. Um, if all it takes is Kuzma... And maybe some more a cap filler, like maybe if Montrez Harrell opts back in, like we we talked about last mm-hmm. week, that gets you pretty much right there to Buddy's cap number. Um, it makes sense if the Kings lose Rashawn Holmes, because then Harrell could just fill that spot. They get a young guy in Kuz, uh, cheaper, um, gives the ball more to Halliburton and Fox. 
uh, a few reasons why the Kings would, would want to get off Buddy uh, based on who else is on the roster. So, yeah, it's a trade that makes a lot of sense. And it doesn't really hit that playmaking aspect that the team has really been reported on. So I wonder if, like, that. my first thought was, okay, if Buddy does happen or if that trade is something that they're in the works for, I kind of doubt that's the only trade or only transaction that's going to happen because they still need to get a point guard. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. There's definitely need a point. I I would be incredibly surprised if Dennis Schroeder's wearing a Lakers jersey next season. Yeah, I so said that I, about. Although Woj Woj, Woj did kind of like throw some water on that and said, you know, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing if either Dennis doesn't get the money he's looking for and the Lakers don't get the point guard they're looking for. Well, Dennis for is not going to get a hundred million dollars. No, but like he played himself out of that. So I don't think he's going to get the money he's looking for. Um. We've, I mean, we've talked about Shooter before, but I, I would like Trez. I would be very surprised if Shooter was wearing a Laker jersey next year. Um, don't you just feel like it's destiny for Kyle Kuzma to be traded? Like I, we've been talking about Kyle Kuzma for me and you for since we started this podcast, and he's just kind of been in trade rumors basically his entire career. Like he wasn't part of the Pelicans package. By the way, the Pelicans, wow, that didn't work. Um, it just feels like it's destined for Kyle. Like I would almost be if if i say I'm, i would be shocked if shooter wears a laker jersey next year i'm starting to now lean that i would be shocked if we see kuzma in a laker jersey again too i yeah i was gonna write a piece about this like before actually before these rumors came out like just looking at salaries and who the lakers would be able to trade i i know he's in the room he's in trade rumors literally every almost every week every month um this just feels like the year the offseason that Kuz um gets traded and honestly it might be beneficial for both yeah. sides I think Kuz I, I, he he kind of reminds me of D'Angelo in a way where I just don't think he's gonna get the shake he he really the deserved fans have kind of yeah and I don't think that's fair I, I like some of it's fair some of it's not fair but overall I think just a different um location surroundings all that would be beneficial for him so maybe a, a team like sacramento where he has a little more freedom would do him some good and i think eric Pikas uh actually mentioned in a piece that like yeah i think who's might be looking to move on and and it's also important to remember like as laker fans who's can opt out of his contract i think in a year or two so the lakers are also if they don't trade him this offseason they do kind of have that risk of him just walking for nothing also that's something important to like remember with like Dennis, Harold, Kuz, those three guys in like in particular. You can just lose those guys for nothing. So if you can trade all three for like a, a piece you really like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, I w- did. Um, I was reading that there. There's a lot of tension with Heald in Sacramento as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That that's been a thing. For yeah. A while. So I mean, it could be a good a good fresh start. And like we've seen before, and this is not a slight to Kuz. This is just a fact so far. When Kuz is a starter on a team that's not very good, he's really good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of those guys in the NBA. And that's not a bad thing. You can make a lot of money being that guy in the NBA. I don't know if Kuz is uh, going to like being labeled kind of like that. But, I mean, he played exceptionally well when there was no playoff uh, or any sort of championship hopes for the Lakers. He, that's how he made his name. I'll say this. He already has his ring. There you go. He's already a champion. A lot of those guys around the league like who have better reputations than him and stuff like that. I always forget. They, they haven't even got close. I always close. forget about that. Lakers did win last yeah, year. Yeah, so he's he's already got his ring. Maybe now 
it's like an inverse. You know, when guys go to bad teams first and put up numbers, then eventually get that ring. Maybe Kuz is going to be the opposite, where he gets his ring first and then gets to go just party, like have fun and score twenty five points a game and like sh- like show guys like, oh yeah, I can do this too. Um, so I mean, it makes sense for both sides. The the crowd of of run it back, like the run it back crowd. I hate to tell you guys, if they run it back, it's because that's what they got stuck with. Like it feels like it that. really yeah. truly feels like if the Lakers run it back with a roster, a similar roster to what they had last year, it's because it's like Plan C and D and E. De- Dennis specifically, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. Trez, I, honestly though, KCP and Kuz, like if they're Lakers next year, I don't, I don't know what Rob's planning. I really don't. I don't know how you can fill out a roster. Dude, we haven't even talked about Caruso. We haven't. I, THT. THT. Um. So there's so many things that I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just we're early on here. The NBA Finals just finished a week ago, and uh, yeah. But the run it back crowd, I hate to tell you guys, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, like again, I, I think you're right. I think if if eighty percent, eighty five percent of this team is the same as it was last year, I think something fell through. Um, every report is signaling that it looks like they're trying to get a new point guard. And if you're trying to get a new point guard, that means you're trading about three players to get that point guard just to match salary. So just in that one trade, your team is drastically changing. Um, I mean, we haven't even talked about the draft is coming up Thursday. The Lakers have a first round pick. Another report saying the Lakers might be interested in trading down mm-hmm. and kind of just getting a couple seconds or a late first, which also for the cat people out there signals. Um, if you do that, those players obviously will make less money than the first round pick would that that could maybe signal a sign in trade is might happen. So that's something to look out for as Laker fans. If that trade does happen, they trade down that could signal maybe a bigger trade's about to happen. Yeah. And I think they're picking around the same spot where they drafted Kuzma, you know, like late, yeah. late first round in the twenties, high twenties. So yeah, I mean, so much can change by the time this even gets published tonight, to be honest, like you never really know think things could happen. I mean, the, the Grizzlies and the, and the Pelicans, like they knocked out a big trade today. So, you know, there's going to be an Eric Bledsoe out there now. It looks like, and I, and I already, Anthony already saw He's like <laughs> Laker fans. No. <laughs> so there's a lot of, st- you know what? Anthony also said no to DeRozan at the mid levels. I, I, I Anthony doesn't I like fun. <laughs> Anthony doesn't like fun. Um, I think another guy Anthony said no to, and we'll wrap it up with this. And then we'll talk about you. I saw you wrote a piece on, on Kuzma today, by the way, we, uh, we'll talk about that real quick. Um, Anthony was a big no on Westbrook guy too. Right. And I know that's a whole other thing. Russell Westbrook is scheduled to make like a bajillion dollars the next couple of years. <laughs> I think next year he makes $44 million. So he literally would have to like sign and trade everybody or KCP. Trez has to opt in THT yeah. Kuzma. Like they got to give everything to get Russell Westbrook, which is why I say the DeRozan one just would be just a lovely little layup for the Lakers if it could happen. But just your initial thought on the idea of Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers as a possibility. Yeah, it would take at like, again, one of those scenarios where it'd be about at least three players going out for one coming in. Um, yeah, I think the easiest way would be Harold Opson. Uh, another, another domino for Laker fans to keep an eye on if Harold Opson, that's a really good sign. I, I would argue for the Lakers because 
um, either him and the agent, the agency and the team have kind of agreed that that money's not out there for him. And maybe they also agree that if he opts in, that they can trade him as well and he can get a fresh start on another team. So yeah, if, if Harrell opts in, him, KCP, Kuz, get you around that money for Westbrook and, and Dennis. Uh, um, so yeah, I, it's going to be, pol- he's polarizing. He's going to be polarizing if that trade happens, doesn't happen. I think he offers specific skills, namely playmaking, that the Lakers really do need. Mm-hmm. I'll say he can address that for sure. Um, his rebounding is great. His transition game is fantastic. Not not in terms of sufficiency, but just in terms of pushing the break and pushing tempo and momentum and just his overall attitude. I think so many times last season, the Lakers were just kind of like going through the motions, just you know playing it out, not giving the 100%. Westbrook does not allow that. Like At least he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I, there are pros, but there are obviously real concerns. The spacing obviously will be an issue. The contract, like you said, is a big issue. Uh, how much can he play off the ball? An issue. So I see both sides of the argument, but I wouldn't be as down on it as I think a lot of people would. Yeah, that one's. It's difficult for me to wrap my head around just the idea of Russell Westbrook being a Laker. Um, I just have visions of him just continuously driving into the basket and killing the Lakers for his entire career. So that would be the first one for me. But as far as the actual basketball goes, it kind of would be like, hey, LeBron, we don't really want you to have the ball in your hands anymore. We kind of want you to, and which wouldn't be a bad idea. Like we've talked about his age. Like if you bring somebody in to be the primary ball handler, I would ask not how, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is stupid to say. I don't think the question is how can Russell Westbrook play off the balls? How will LeBron play off the ball? I, I think they I would mean, bring him in to fine. relieve LeBron of having so much responsibility with the ball. I, I, I think essentially Russell would do what Dennis was supposed to do, but better. I, I think with the way the Lakers kind of staggered the rotations, they would play you know in the first five minutes together. Either LeBron or Russ would go out, and then either one would come back to start the second to lead the bench unit. And I think that's where the most value you would get out of Russell would be, is those non-LeBron minutes. Because those non-LeBron minutes have just killed the mm-hmm. Lakers the last few seasons. Definitely. So, so if you're going to make an argument for Russell Westbrook, I think that's where it has to start. Him kind of fixing those issues that the Lakers have had for, for a while now. I think that's a long shot. I think that's a long mm-hmm. shot. I would I would put the odds at that one at like, I don't know. I'm not a gambler, but very, very low odds on that one. Would you be a fan of that trade if it were to happen? I like I like names, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really like names. I love the I love the idea of having that um that happened in la like the kid coming home he went to school at ucla i think that would be really awesome um if you can hear my dog crying in the back i apologize my fiance is walking into the door right now um but i like the idea i don't know how it would look and i don't know what your roster looks like after that like you know you got your three and you're really just filling it in like bare bones after that yeah. right yeah, essentially, a hypothetical trade for Westbrook that I know works, it would be Harrell. So it'd be a sign-and-trade. So Dennis would go back. Again, any sign-and-trade also important to remember. Three parties have to all agree on it. The Lakers have to agree on it. The team receiving Dennis has to agree on it. And Dennis himself has to agree on the trade. So it would be Dennis to Washington, uh, Harrell if he opts in to Washington, and a guy like... I'd, Either or Kuzma or KCP. It's not both. Uh, it, I mean, if Washington wants both, but you don't need to do both to match money. Okay. 
those three alone will will fit to match Westbrook. Is that enough to then, snag Westbrook? That's the thing. I don't know if Washington wants that. They're probably going to want THT or the first, yeah. maybe both, also to grease the wheels. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe they, if that report is true that Beal wants out of Washington and the Wizards think they need to go full rebuild mode. Maybe Westbrook is a lot easier to get than people think. Yeah, but then if you're going full, if you're going full rebuild mode, doesn't someone like THT sound really yeah. good? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if the Lakers think Westbrook is the guy, they, I mean, they could obviously throw THT in there and get the deal done. Especially if they think another deal could be had after that with someone else or free agency. Maybe they can also get DeRozan in that mini mid level. And they know it's a lock, and they're like, okay, we know we could get Westbrook. We know we can also get DeRozan. Maybe losing THT in the aggregate isn't the, the biggest thing. So you are back writing for silverscreenandroll.com at Alex M. Regla on Twitter, by the way. Go follow him. Uh, I see that you wrote a piece about Kyle Kuzma's floater game. Yeah, I, this, this is going to be my last, uh, last season type piece because, like I said, everything's going to be changing from here on out in terms of Laker news. I'm just happy we did get any Kuzma trades today or Kuzma trade rumors because this piece would have been super just a junk, uh, like, a, like thrown away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe you would, maybe you could have got Kings fans through. You should have got twinning at Kings I, fans. I, I was this close to asking Harrison, like, is there any way if he gets traded, if we could just like ask that site to publish it to, for so fans could kind of read it? Probably would have but, been a very smart idea by whoever if he would have got traded. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like. People forget, I guess this goes back to what we're talking about with Kuz, like those first two seasons with Kuz, offensively, he looked like a different type of player. Um, and I think most of that came with his floater game, which was amazing. I think people forget how good of his touch was around the rim. And at last season, it was just really, really rough. So I just kind of dug in and kind of explored what, what might have happened there. If you want to read that, if you want to read all of the Lakers news, literally when I when you need Lakers news, all you got to do is go to silverscreenroll.com. Follow Alex on Twitter, at AlexMRegla on Twitter. So is it like once a week? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, once a week. And it's like your last in-season type piece you said. Yeah, I, I think it has to be. By next well, week. Well, next Monday, uh, 3 p.m., the official beginning of free agency. Oh, so Tuesday if we're recording Tuesday, we should have a lot to talk about probably. We probably will because the draft will be concluded on Thursday. And then it's not like, remember, it, was, it wasn't always like Saturday at midnight. It was always like NBA free yeah. agency. So this year they might be doing it like like the NFL does a free agent frenzy. So you could actually have a TV show right at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Monday. That is the official beginning of NBA free agency. So Laker fans. Buckle up, man. It's going to be one of those off seasons. I'm telling you. Because even if they do end up running it back, you're going to be in everything, I believe. You're going to hear the Lakers' name in a lot of players. So we'll see what happens. Alex, this was fun. I love off season. They are the easiest podcast to do, but they're like <laughs> the funnest ones to do. Oh, they're, they're so much it's fun. It's so much because it's like your brain can just go crazy if you let it. Like, it's so difficult just to even just like wrap, like just to. Like, put a filter on your brain. Because really, as a Laker fan, I know they're out there. You can, like, literally sell yourself on any player in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Like, again, even if you're not a Westbrook fan, I'm sure Laker fans, if they really wanted to, could could sell themselves on the idea. So we'll see what happens. Alex, this was awesome. This was fun. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're listening. Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere you listen to music. Everywhere Kanye's album is not is where we are. So there you go. Um... Alex, we'll talk to you next week, man.
Thanks, man.